Hi, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Vondran Legal Hour. Attorney Steve Vondran, licensed to practice law in California and Arizona. We take federal trademark and copyright cases nationwide. And we are back with another podcast here in this podcast. This is general legal information only and not legal advice. We're not allowed to give legal advice on the on the internet, that is. So at any rate, um, we are back. We're talking. This is a Friday episode. About to head out for a nice, good, fun week. So I wanted to touch base with you a little bit on something that I posted last night. This is on font font infringement, okay? So this is not something that comes up every day in your business, but it's something to be aware of if you're a business owner. Um, so you know, I think most people have the word, you know, I think everybody at some point in their life has used the word product. And, you know, you scroll down in there in Word onto their formats, and you can find all these different fonts, right? They have just a whole slew of them. Okay, so re- literally there's thousands of different fonts in the world. And these fonts are created by type designers. And these type designers... Um, spend a lot of time creating all these letters and these characters, trying to make a really nice type, you know, type font. So in different type font families, which we call typefaces. So these type designers, um, of course, you know, being that they spend so much time, and these are very creative, a lot of them, I would say, they're creative. They, you know, really neat looking fonts can make a product jump out of the page at you. You know, it can make your, your, uh, ad layouts look amazing. It can it can help you make a, amazing brochures. You know all kinds of different things. You can use fonts in an app. You could be creating a mobile application and use your font in there. Um, people have tried to use fonts in their themes, like WordPress themes. So there's all kinds of different things that you can do with these fonts. And corporations need to be aware that these fonts are generally not always copyrighted. And when they're copyrighted. Um, if they come with a license, then you have to follow the terms of the license. Okay, so, and we'll talk about that in a second, but, um, you know, if you don't, your company can find itself facing a software audit letter, such as a letter from the Business Software Alliance, or it could find itself in, you know, dealing with some particular, um, you know, company like the Font Bureau, or some other foundry that basically created, designed, and licenses these fonts. So if they're finding out that you're not properly licensed, you can find yourself in a, in a world of copyright trouble. At 150000 per infringed title, you could find yourself in big problems. So this could not, might not be good for your business, and we have lots of examples of, of different um, types. And I'll just tell you, you can go to font, fontaudits.com, I posted a blog out there, so it's got a lot of information on it. If you're really looking to dig down on this topic, fontaudits.com. At any rate, um, we do have on there some different companies that did face legal trouble, just so you understand, for using these fonts without permission or exceeding the scope of the licenses for these fonts. Um, there was a case uh, the Font Bureau filed against NBC seeking $2 million. Okay, There was a case filed by Font Diner that sued Mixpanel for $2 million. So you can see these are um, potentially some gigantic cases. Um, Rick, Rick Santorum, the politician, was sued for using uh, unlicensed or counterfeit fonts, as they called it, on, on his political website. So um, you had Hasbro sued for using fonts outside the scope of their license agreement to market their products. It was My Little Pony product. 
Uh, Microsoft has been sued for font infringement in Israel. So, and it's important to note that other countries ver- look at their copyright laws a little bit different than we do. Now, in the United States, generally speaking, this is important to know, the fonts, although they're creative, sure, they are definitely creative. They definitely look like a piece of artwork, which would normally be protectable by copyright laws. However, fonts are essentially utilitarian, meaning that, you know, the the rest of the human species here needs to be able to use letters in their everyday workings and writing. So generally speaking, your copyrights are not, your, excuse me, your fonts Um, you know, are not typically protected by copyright. However, you know, there are different protections for computer programs, computer software, um, for a family of type of, uh, you know, a software program that contains a family of typeface fonts, okay? Um, These can be protected as literary works or computer software, okay? Um, And when I say font family, you know, let's say, for example, you have Garamond. There's different types of Garamond. There there may be regular, italic, bold, bold italic. I mean, there's all kinds of different. Anybody that's went through and seen the fonts that are available, you see all the different kinds. So when you have this family of fonts, all these different types, uh, different versions under a, a particular heading like Garamond, you know, will will typically be subject to you know if it's if it's part of a computer software computer program can be protected in that regard. So, what happens is then that gets protected. Usually comes with a licensing agreement. So your company is going to be bound by that agreement. So if you install it on one computer, for example, and the license agreement says you may only install this on one computer by running around the office and letting five different people use it, you're now committing uh, in basically intellectual property infringement of that copyrighted software program. Okay, so hopefully that makes sense to you. There is a distinction about whether the font itself is copyrightable or the software program. Also keep in mind that fonts can be trademarked. Fonts can be subject to design patents or software patents. So, you know, you never know with with your fonts, so you do need to be very careful when you're working with fonts. Um, And I would say this is probably most important if you're a creative-type organization. So if you're designing things, you're a third-party marketing company, an advertising agency, those kinds of companies could be subject to a font audit. And, you know, again, those probably aren't... uh, going to be the best use of your time, and you probably, at, when you see these cases seeking $2 million, um, these big high-profile cases, that's not fun. Who would want to be involved in that? And that's significant legal liability may not be covered by your general liability insurance policy, so it's something that has to be looked at. But that's uh, a basic of the font uh, audits, you know, targets, potential targets would be website designers. Uh, as I mentioned, the there was a design agency that created the Rick Santorum political site that was supposedly using um, illegal fonts, um, publishers, marketing and advertising departments, you know, companies that are creating brochures and ad layouts, things like that. You got to make sure those those fonts are properly licensed. As I mentioned, product packaging. You you know, like I said, the uh, you can Google the My Little Pony. Um, case and that's where they use these really neat fonts and you know someone said hey those are our fonts you didn't have a commercial license read the license it doesn't you didn't have that sort of uh packaging license so exceeding the scope of a license can also be deemed either a breach of contract and potentially infringement so those are things to 
be aware of? I mean, where, like again, where might you see these fonts? It may be in a mobile app, maybe in a theme. Um, you may see free fonts on the internet. You have to be careful about that. You know, if something's for free, well, what's the old saying? If it's too good to be true, it probably is. So if you see something free, um, downloading free fonts on the internet, make sure that they actually have the legal rights to do that. Um, you know, don't just, you know, it's tempting when you see something for free on the internet, you go, oh, it must be fine. You know, um, that's why we end up with a lot of torrent cases. You know, if you're downloading software with fonts on torrent sites, that could be a, a big red flag. Okay, so before you're launching your products and using these fonts and you're putting all this time and money into ad copy and layouts, you got to be careful. You want to make sure those those fonts are licensed. So it seems like a sort of a trivial thing, and I think a lot of people take this for granted, but it could result in significant legal liability under the copyright laws, or the, like I said, or the trademark laws, or the patent laws. So it's important to know that. Um, other things, you know, buying used laptops that have the fonts on them. Sometimes people buy software, uh, buy these laptops or computers, and they say, hey, the font was already installed. Well, you got to realize most of these licenses, anything in the software world, if you had a good, uh, what we call end user license agreement, um, you know, lots of times these are going to prohibit using software on any more than one computer. They're going to prohibit sharing it with other people. And, you know, lots of times they're prohibiting you from transferring it from one entity to another. So just because you bought it at a bargain basement at a garage sale doesn't make it legal. So you have to be careful with that. Same thing buying things on eBay or Craigslist. Um, you have to make sure that you're getting these proper licenses. Trust me, we deal with a lot of cases. I'll give you an example with Autodesk software where somebody takes the software from their prior boss and they think they're entitled to use the software at their new company. And it just doesn't work that way. And these companies, Autodesk, the BSA, the SIIA, you know, these companies, Adobe uh, software, these companies will get all over you and they'll consider that to be copyright infringement and they may send you a letter from one of their law firms asking you to participate in a software audit. Again, those are no fun because, you know, somebody's going to be seeking some money out of you. So that could be disruptive to the business. That can cause potential officer and director liability for willful copyright infringement. So you have to be careful about that. The damages are high. Okay, so that's just some basic tips for you. There is some software that you can install on your servers, such as a universal type server that can track your font usage across your organization. Um, it can tr control access to various users, can track licensing, those kinds of things. So there is software that you can install. If you're highly a, a highly creative firm, a design firm, ad agency, those kinds of things, it's probably recommended, probably something you should go at least look into. Uh, two companies that come to mind are Extensus, and you have a company called Insider Software. So if you want to learn more, and we don't have any connection with them, by the way, but if you want to learn more about those types of products, check them out, Extensus and Insider Software. I will have links to this on my domain, fontaudits.com. That's fontaudits.com, so you can check that out. And like I said, be aware that companies and these rights holders are, you know, can and do scan the web for illegal font use. And, you know, once they see some of what appears to be illegal font use, next thing you know, you're getting what we call the love letter, which is not so lovely. So that's a basic overview. If you didn't know anything about font audits, at least you know a little bit about it now. Um, we help companies in software audits. We help companies with illegal download cases of movies, software, 
um, you know, in thought. So if you find yourself facing an issue in this area, give us a call. Uh, many times, just so you know, um, we are able to, it depends on the case, but we can get it where they're not going to be looking at your fonts. We say, you know, they may be asking for the font, font audit results in their letter, but there may be times when we're able to get them to just ignore that and focus on maybe a different issue such as Microsoft Office or Microsoft Windows or Microsoft Cows or Adobe products or Autodesk products. So it can vary, but um, this is general legal information. If you need help, you can check us out at fontaudits.com. This is Attorney Steve. I hope you enjoyed this. If you did, feel free to share it on your social media networks and give a shout out to Attorney Steve. Keep bringing you this information. As we like to say, be smarter than your friends. Okay, very good. Have a great day. Have a great weekend, and we will chat again. Goodbye now.